Welcome to this week's episode of EJ Nurse Debates. As always, I'm Eric Weirdo along with Jordan Angie and today's episode is just a full-on recap of uh, what unfortunately appears to be just a one-and-done series of, uh, of WandaVision. Uh, so let's get right into it. Jordan? Yeah, uh, so guys, we're going to kind of just talk about the episode and just kind of recap it and you know, some of the real big strong bullet points, and then we'll kind of give our thoughts on the episode as a whole, our thoughts on the series, where we think it's going to go from here. Um, and yeah, uh, Eric, I'll just kind of get us started and feel free to jump in uh, whenever you see fit or you have a comment, buddy. Um, basically, we just kind of pick up where we left off. Um, you know, <laughs> there was no like, hey, this is a new episode. It, it really felt like part A, you know, Part B to an, another episode, which is exactly what it was. So we get right into Agatha and Wanda just getting ready to kick each other's ass. Um, you know, pretty notably early on, one of the things that Agatha mentions, and e, this is something that caught my attention. I'm sure I caught yours too. And then she makes the reference that Wanda could be stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme as long as she possesses the knowledge. Yeah, um, I wrote, I had that down too. That's pretty scary. Like. Yeah. If she could beat Doctor Strange in a straight-up fight, um, which, I mean, you know, as nerds, that's what we do. Oh, which character can beat which character? I mean, it's now been established in the MCU that once, not if, but once Wanda, you know, gets a hold of this knowledge of how to be a witch, she's going to be probably the most powerful being in this universe. And that's that's pretty scary. Um one of the things early on that also caught my attention too, I didn't realize it until I watched the episode a second time, is did you notice the nod to the Wizard of Oz? Not, it stuck out. I just couldn't put my finger so, on what it was. So the first time I saw the episode, I was like, that looks kind of funny. When Wanda throws the car at Agatha, she goes to check on her. And oh, yeah. The only thing left are her boots. Yes. I was like, oh, okay. I see what you guys did there. Um, and then just my you know, thoughts early on too in the beginning is when White Vision finally does show up. And the way he picks up Wanda and crushes her head kind of reminds me of another person named Vision getting their head crushed. And I thought it was kind of interesting that they went that route. Um, but yeah, then other Vision shows up and it's time to throw down. Uh, Edie, you kind of want to pick it up from there? Yeah, um, when you hit the nail on the head, it was uh, really a part part two um, type type series. It just picked up right from the end of episode eight. Uh, we finally got the finally started to get the classic Marvel epic fight. Uh, white White Vision uh, created by Sword and uh, and real vision and Agatha versus Wanda. Uh, it's set up to what we theorized early that there would be a, a battle. Uh, am disappointed in the fact that they hyped up uh, the Luke Skywalker type deal and it was Paul Bettany still, like just yeah, like himself. That, that, that was pretty. There was a lot of little things I mean, that I they kind of. There's a lot of little things that they kind of alluded to that they were kind of trolling the fans on. And I'll kind of get my thoughts on those later. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't mind trolling the fans once or twice, but there was like four or five that they completely were like, hey, you're probably going to get this. And we didn't. 
it. Part of me too thinks though they might have just trolled it, trolled it to because it is phase four. Um, this is the start of it, and they're gonna tie. It, they're gonna go back to what they trolled us with in the series with the other movies coming up. I mean, I, I'm gonna agree with that. So, uh, but yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, I think one of the coolest uh, scenes is uh, after Wanda breaks. Uh, beats Agatha a little bit and the twins uh, go to the house and then they're in the town square for that battle. Agatha undoes the the hex where the, the townspeople are back to normal and they're getting pissed at Wanda and the twin power comes in his mom's in trouble and all of a sudden the family's together in cliche Superhero Dude, it's so pose. funny because that was my exact note was cliche superhero family yeah. pose. I, I swear I'll screenshot that yeah. and send That's so funny. And because it was, and then it was kind of cool. Uh, it visions like we haven't prepared you for this, and then Wanda says, "But you were born for this." Like I thought that was kind of a cool line, uh, and. Oh, and then they go to fight um, Wanda, Agatha, Vision versus White Vision, and Hayward, being the douche nozzle that he is, tr- tries to shoot the twins. Enter Monica Rambo. Also known as also known as Spectrum. She, yes, and she absorbs the absorbs the bullets, and one goes by, and twins' power comes in, and he stops the bullet. Like, it was just really cool. Then uh, Speed comes in and can t- takes everything from there. And Darcy T Bones Hayward's the car. The one scene we get from Darcy, which is kind of another problem yeah. I have with this episode, is you know you spend the early part of the show really featuring her and how she's like the one figuring this all this out, and you get one line from her in the finale. And I was just kind of like, oh, I forgot she was honestly in the show because they didn't feature her hardly at all in episode eight. Yeah, man, it went from when she was driving, when her and Vision were driving the funnel cake truck and in episode seven, and then there weren't in episode eight. And, oh, there she, there she is. <laughs> it was sort of like, what do you just kind of take her out for a second and then put her in for a scene? Um, but yeah, it was, uh, overall though, um, I liked it. I thought they did a great job tying everything in, tying everything together. The ending of it was eh, kind of emotional too. I mean, you see the hex closing in, um, her undoing everything and it just, they sort of did it to the, the snap where things just sort of turned to dust in a way, but more technologically driven. Um, so very good homage to the Avengers, I thought. And yeah, that's my thought on the episode. I um, All right. So I, I have some issues with this episode. Um, and the first and foremost to me is, so the thing that made this series so different was that it was so weird you know, and so different 
and just it was a different vibe. It was a different thing. And at first, you know, when we first got in our first couple episodes, I think we were both kind of like, mm, you know, it's cool, it's interesting, but you know, we want to see where it goes from here. And then to me, it's like by the time you get to episode nine, there was just so many like, oh yeah, there's the Marvel we know. You know, there's the there's a formulaic, you know, <laughs> equation of how you make a Marvel movie, you know, show where everything from, you know, Maga doing the superhero pose in episode seven to the family cliche pose. Um, and yeah, man, to me, it just, it, the vibe of episode nine, even going from eight to nine, you know, eight was like a really cool flashback episode. And even that was totally different. But then you go to nine and they just, I think it felt rushed. Um, I think they had a lot of stuff they had to recap. I don't understand why they didn't think maybe in episode 10, you know, would have been better um, just to let stuff breathe a little bit. Holy cow. You know, that that vision versus vision fight was probably my favorite part of the whole episode. Just not even for the fight, but for the fact of the conversation they had, you know, where it was like white vision was like, I'm here to kill vision and Wanda. And he's like, well, I'm not vision. And then he unlocks his memories, which is cool. I mean, it, you know, as a intelligent AI for it to be like, oh, okay, well, um, that changes things. And then for him to fly off, I was like, oh, okay. And that's the last you see of that vision, you know? And I don't know. I just, to me, the episode as a whole, just, I liked it. I thought it was great. But there was just so many cliches. Even Wanda just walking away. You know, it was like, wait, why does she get to walk away? Like, she tortured, like, they used the word torture, like, in this episode to describe what she was doing to those people. I mean, for Christ's sake, when they unlocked Dottie, whose name is Sarah, she said, yeah, you've kept my daughter locked in her room this whole time. Can I please just see my daughter? And I think you really got to understand exactly how messed up Wanda was. But then at the end of the episode, Monica just lets her go away. What? I don't know. I just, to me, it was just kind of like I don't know. I, I, I don't. I for me, it didn't stick the landing like it should have. That being said, though, the series was great, and I'm glad we got it. But yeah, episode nine just. Oh man, I, I was hoping for something different, and it was nope. Here's Marvel again, which is not a bad thing. Marvel's good stuff. It was a good episode. You know, it was amazing seeing the things we got. We got the real Scarlet Witch outfit, which looked great. But yeah, episode nine was kind of a bummer for me, dude. I'm sorry to kind of be a Debbie Downer on it, but I've watched it twice. And both times I was just kind of like, wait, huh? And that's kind of how I, I left it. But the post-credit scenes are great, though. Yeah, no, that's, <clears throat> I mean, that's what I wanted, I wanted to get into, too, after that. Um, yeah, it started off, first off, uh, mid-credit scene. Um, they're talking to Wu's taking charge, um, which I love to see. I'll get into that a little later. And then an FBI agent tells Monica to go to the theater for a message. And this was one of our theories we had early on that is true. The scrolls are on earth. Uh, the FBI agent turns into a scroll and, uh, says someone wants to meet you up there she points up to up to the sky uh well, through the ceiling and 
it led to presumably it's Nick Fury based on the far from home post scene where he's basically chilling on the scroll ship, um, which I think sets up, I'll get into that later, but the, it's presumably Fury, but it's, uh, it could also be Captain Marvel. It could be a scroll. It could be a scroll playing one of them. As far as we know. That too. I mean, so I thought, I thought that mid-credit scene gave us it hyped me up to see. Uh, I mean, again, I've talked about this. You've talked about it. Captain Marvel really isn't our favorite, but seeing the introduction of Monica and the scrolls, I'm excited for Captain Marvel too. Yeah, I um, agree. They, they do this. They definitely did a lot for Captain Marvel too. I think they, you know, you got the tension clearly that exists between Monica and Captain Marvel, you know, they reference it a lot. Monica does not want to even hear, you know, Captain Marvel referenced where she gets angry. Maria's dead now. Um, so, you know, this show, I didn't think it was going to have that many implications for Captain Marvel too, but it, it really does, you know? And yeah, that, 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 that mid credit scene was great. You know, it, it did more to, set up that movie and just give us a glimpse of what's coming forward. You know, that's how it started with Iron Man one or two, you know, it was like, Oh, okay. Here, here's Nick Fury. And you know, th- this is shield. Oh, okay. And then it was like, Oh, we want you to be part of the Avengers initiative. Oh, okay. You know, and I, I kind of see phase four doing that with this mid credit scene. Yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, definitely a good uh, comparison there. Um, to the very first phase that kicked this off in 2008. But uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Uh, and then, and not only does Marvel give us a mid credit scene, they give us a post credit scene, um, setting up Multiverse of Madness. And it looks really cool, peaceful. Wanda's in seclusion in a cabin, in a mountain valley, enjoying her life. Then she walks in the cabin, gets her tea that's going, and then camera continues. And there's Scarlet Witch with the book. End credits. Damn you, Marvel. Well, you, you hear the boys, too. Yep. You hear the boys say, you know, uh, get us out or help us out or something like that. And her eyes open up and, you know, the screen flashes red. And, um, man, I'm telling you, she's scary. <laughs> she, you know, it goes back to that one of the early lines, man. You're going to be stronger than this. The Scar the Witch could be stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme. She has the knowledge. And uh, one thing I forgot to mention, too. Sorry, not to go back, but, you know, for as far as like a movie trope or something but so this episode takes place like directly as episode eight ends and episode eight you find out that agatha uses runes and that's how wanda can't use her magic but then somehow without even reading the dark hold wanda's able to create runes or cast runes <laughs> that block agatha from using her magic but then you get this post this post credit scene, and now 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 she's she's got the dark hold, you know, and she's reading the dark hold at a brisk pace, and uh, yeah, dude, she's gonna be op. If I'm Doctor Strange, 
Um, you know, without kind of, you know, she's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can definitely see that. And that was a good catch too. Um, I don't know why I overlooked it in my notes, but yeah, I noticed that too. Uh, she put the roots on there on the root magic and it was really, really cool to say, see her do that, but there was no tie in based off the, based off Agatha's lines early. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it, episode nine, just there needed to be another episode for me. You know, there needed to be, you know, a 30 second scene, you know, where somehow, you know, maybe Wanda gets blasted into her house. Oh, look, there's a dark hole. And she reads it real quick or something. I, I don't know, you know, but something that like explains how these things just magically happen. It's, it's a movie thing. And I know they can't, you know, explain everything, but like, come on, man, treat me with a little bit of intelligence. I know I'm not the smartest guy, but how does Wanda not only know how to cast runes, but giant runes in the sky that completely encapsulate the hex? That's not like a small spell. Um, <laughs> that's a huge ass spell for her to cast, you know. But I know I touched it too, but man, that Scarlet Witch outfit, dude, does that not look fire? Like, yeah, definitely definitely does uh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be great and it really it really alluded to the the Halloween episode too um, to get the it sort of foreshadowed her uniform uh, even though the Halloween one was more campy Halloween um, and this one went dark and I did like how they progressed that um, with her going dark every time she was using it like her, a part of her body was getting darker and like it was really cool i thought how they really showed her going that route yeah absolutely and it wasn't just an immediate thing that's something i give them a lot of credit for is it was a slow burn of you to really see how wana goes from just wanting vision's body back to like like i said like she's sick and twisted dude like she she enslaved a town full of people, you know, and I think it was um, Deborah Jo Rupp's character that said, you know, you won't let us die, but you won't let us go, you know, and it's like, that's so messed up, you know, like, I don't, <clears throat> I can't get over the fact that she really, she did some bad stuff. WandaVision is not this, to me, it doesn't have a happy ending, you know, she she did some horrible stuff. I, I really do think she was the villain of the show, um, you know, as a whole. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with that. And I know we touched on, know we touched on it when it was confirmed that Ag Agnes is Agatha Harkness, which now that I'm realizing her name, Agnes. Yeah, that's. Clever Marvel, well played. Um, AG and the NES from Harkness. See, it's all part of the plan, bro. They as well. That's, I don't know why I didn't think about that until just now. Um, well played. Um, but anyway, it was uh, it was that Catherine Hahn and Elizabeth Olsen deserve Emmy nominations. 
Absolutely. I mean, they were they were fantastic in the show. Uh, it was just definitely and just well acted uh, by everyone involved. Catherine Hahn ability to turn from evil witch to oblivious neighbor was spot on and Elizabeth Olsen's uh, acting range as well uh, from you know, campy to serious to drama it was it was really good overall um, well done Marvel with that but I also wanted to go into kind of how this sets up phase four I know we sort of predicted that early on in the season uh, based off what we were seeing uh, so I, w- I want to get into that what do you what do you see happening? Um, oh, real quick to you, Paul Bettany. Um, yes, Paul Bettany. Oh my, oh my God, yeah. Like he, if this show taught me anything, it's that Marvel finally realized how amazing he is. And they were like, you know what? I know we've killed Vision like three times. We have to find a way to get him back. And then it was like, I know. We'll create a white Vision. Give him all of the other Vision's memories. Bam, we still have Paul Bettany. That guy's a treasure. Protect him at all costs. Um, yeah, uh, so supposedly Spider-Man not coming home. Is that what it's called? Um, what was it? I just blanked on where it was. No Way Home. Um, something like that. It'd be like a trilogy. Or not, not Homecoming. or Sp- Spider-Man 3. Um, <laughs> and Doc- Doctor Strange 2 is supposed to tie into this. Um I don't know if we're going to get a lot of Wanda in Spider-Man. You know, it somehow ties into it. So I, I honestly have, like, zero idea how they're going to tie her. Because I just, I, I don't I don't even know if they've really had a scene together or any interaction. So I'm wondering if that very last thing you see of Wanda, like, freaking out because the boys, like, are crying for her. Maybe, you know, I've been predicting it, and I didn't get it in the show. But at some point, she's got to be the one to rip a hole in reality. Like you, you don't, you don't, you don't put the word multiverse in the title of a movie, and not have a multiverse. You know, hitting me with this the stuff with Ralph Boner, which oh my god, I forgot to mention that. Um, yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> Ralph was no one. We were everyone was off on predictions with that. I think he too. I think he was the guy that Jimmy Woo was looking for. I think remember in like the very early on they were like, yeah, we're looking. I'm looking for the witness. The witness. I, th- yeah. I think he was the witness because that name just alone, like he like when she said his name was Ralph Boner, he laughed. He's like, hey, Ralph Boner. That that's such a fake name, you know. And he's living in this like little like crappy apartment, which I'm nothing wrong with that. I live in a crappy little apartment. Um, but yeah, I. I, I let me touch on that real quick, dude. Then I'll get, get back into phase four. Sorry. You know, I I love that was my one of my favorite scenes in the show was when he showed up. And for them to be like, yeah, he's actually nobody and nothing. I'm not upset about it, but I understand why fans are. Um, you know, you completely give us <laughs> it, it this it's the biggest troll Marvel's ever done. It's hey. Here's a guy that was in the X-Men universe. So we're going to get everybody excited for, you know, X-Men. And nope, 
it's just a troll. And I don't know, man. Like I said, I didn't knowing what I know now that he was just a nobody and an insignificant. It was like really like there's no implications of the fact that they clearly used the X-Men Quicksilver, you know, and gave him the Quicksilver powers and let him wear the shirt. Um, uh, I, it's the one thing that our fans are mad about. You know, if your theory didn't pan out, get over it. Um, but that's the one thing that the fans are mad about. And I'm like, you know what? I, I get it. Like, I, I get it. I love the reveal of it. And then ever since then, it was kind of like, oh, okay. I was even cool with him being under control from Agnes. But just for him to be a throwaway, nothing character, I was like, oh, man, really? Yeah. You know, I was definitely excited uh, just because I thought he was this cool. Uh, all right, it's back. It's, again, that's one of the other things, too. Um, it it did sort of symbolize X-Men's uh, entrance to the MCU, um, bringing, by combining Quicksilver Avenger, but also x-men quicksilver with evan peters but yeah sort of disappointing how they just kind of used him as a throwaway character in a way sort of like they did with darcy um which i didn't care for but i'm not disappointed um i mean that's again theories uh yeah the theories are wrong um with that we did miss that but again we but a theory is based on what information you have and you take that information. And if you know what you're looking for, yeah, this is how it ties in. This is my guess. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> um, and that theory did not work. Not at all. And again, it, I just, I wish they had used another actor. I guess, I guess maybe that's just, maybe it's just me. It was like, it was uh, that was my favorite moment of the show, by the way. Um, which, you know, I, I had two favorite moments of the show, and number one was him being revealed, him popping up at the end of episode five, I think it was. Like, I remember like falling off my couch and being like, "Oh my god!" Like, screw your Skywalker cameo. Like, that to me was so mind-bendingly like shocking and amazing. And apparently, it had leaked online. That's why I don't read that crap ahead of time. Like, why would you not want to be surprised? You know, because that's like a moment like I always remember is like, holy crap, when like Pietro from the, the Fox X-Men universe popped up on WandaVision. Ooh. <laughs> you know, and for it to pay off like that, I was just kind of like, oh. But it doesn't change the fact that that reveal in episode five was so cool. Um, man, when she opened that door and the silver hair behind and he's like what's up sis like that that just to me was like the ultimate like cool it kind of reminds me of like Vince McMahon does on WWF where like everything though that doesn't happen outside of WWF like if you get brought into the fold after the fact he completely like treats it like it was crap and didn't matter like when I know this is going off the rails but like when they run in Sting to like WWF they basically jobbed him out saying that oh everything he did before us was like crap i kind of feel like that's what they did like the quicksilver and it was like yeah he was the fox quicksilver but in our universe he's just a guy named boner yeah um absolutely agree with that and 
and now it sort of makes now it really makes sense though um with that um the, the way agnes was referring to her husband ralph and then that post credit scene where you realize and also when in the agatha song agatha all along and it was her bringing back pietro it really tied in like at that at that part where you see the headshot in his name and it's like oh there it is you know like it was like that's the ralph she was talking about and yep yeah i'm glad we did get that tone up at least because i know we had theories like oh it's mephisto or the bunny is ralph and you know nope it was just a guy yeah um but yeah that's what uh that's what i think um with that uh, i like how they tied it in uh but back to phase four um in that mid credit scene too monica's talking talking to jimmy woo and it's a authority looks good on you um i think with him now agent is the agent in charge i know he's gonna i think it's gonna lead him to a bigger role um not only in the mcu but coming up in ant-man and wasp but quantumania um i think he's gonna have a i think it's gonna make him a little larger role than just the fbi agent i don't know what it's gonna entail but based on him being that lead agent again and his ties to that side of uh, the MCU, I think it's going to be a little, little bigger than, than uh, his past. They definitely progressed his character, Um, you know, from being like the plucky agent that like is trying to learn a magic trick from Ant-Man to like, he's kind of a badass now. (laughs) He's, He he literally reported Hayward for violating the Sokovia Accords and got him arrested. Like he took down the head of Sword. Like yeah, he's I think he's gonna play a big part going forward. Yeah, and then obviously uh, us again. You see the tie into likely Captain Marvel two uh, with the. With Monica, and it's just—I mean, with her role as Spectrum now, it's going to be interesting. I don't know if there'll be a battle between Captain Marvel and her, uh, based off intention, but I don't know. I mean, Phase Four has been open, and there's a lot going on here. Uh, but why? What I'm going to say too about it presumably being Fury is Disney Plus announced the Secret Invasion series, which involves the Skrulls. So I think it's going to set that up as well. Um, so it'll be, it's going to be very interesting to see how they utilize Sword, Shield, Skrulls all in one here. Yeah, they definitely. I know you and I've been talking about it for a while now. I think on several episodes that Secret Invasion is clearly coming, you know, in in some form. And yeah, they definitely planted the seeds. For me, one of my other questions too is, you know, when when is White Vision going to show up? You know, he's out there now. You know, he flew away. 
to go process, I guess, the information and the memories, you know, is, is he going to play a role in Doctor Strange 2 or in Spider-Man? Or is he going to go away for, you know, the rest of the phase and come back? You know, he's but he's out there now. So that's the character that they, that they do it a lot where they take these characters, you know, like, I know with Falcon Winter Soldier coming up, you know, you've been talking about for a while that, you know, Nemo, Nemo. Um, and he's kind of character, they just kind of push him off to the side, you know, when they were done with him. And now, hey, now we need that character. He's still alive and out there, you know, bam, let's grab him. And I kind of, I think that's what White Vision's going to be. You know, he's, he's going to be a character that's going to go away for a little while and you're going to forget he's out there. And then when they need him, bam, pull him right back in. And you now have this, you have vision back so similar so you're thinking it's going to be similar to the infinity war saga with captain marvel probably yeah where like she went away yeah i'm interested to see what captain marvel's gonna say about this whole thing you know (laughs) what 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 does she have to say about it but yeah i do i think vision's gonna just kind of go away for a while you know we just got this entire show explaining you know the implications of his death you know it because you really didn't get mention of him very much in endgame you know infinity war was like clearly his like swan song and then for them to go back to this and really make sure we understand listen this guy was like (laughs) super important he played a role in wanda you know, and her progression as a character, you don't get progression of Juan as a character without Vision. And, right. you know, I, yeah, I think he's out there and he, he's got to come back at some point. And I don't know how. Maybe he comes back for a showdown with Wanda or something. I, I honestly have no idea. But yeah, he's, he's definitely, the way he flew away, it was just like, okay, goodbye for now. But he's out there. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it showed too. I mean, obviously, with the the multiple times Vision died, uh, and then the line in Endgame, "You took you took everything from me." It looking back on that, I think you started to really see her powers come to fruition as you said i mean as everyone knows she almost beat thanos single-handedly she did she did beat thanos like let's she she had him on his knees basically saying i don't care kill everybody kill our own people you know like this chick's beating my ass like you know yeah. nuke us all and it just and Again, this is probably the genius of Marvel is that was used in a movie that came out two years ago and it showed and it came to fruition in her series that basically showed that was the start of her going batshit crazy Um, and her going and no one just really understanding her full powers until until the show came out. Yeah, I agree. Hey, uh, real quick too. Um, I know I wrote this down in my notes. I don't know if you have any yours, but 
Can you think of like a favorite like scene or thing from the series um, that really kind of like you remember um, that sticks out to you from the show? Like, you know, hey, you know, 10 years from now, the, the show WandaVision started phase four. You know, if you have to go back and watch one scene, you know, this is it. Do you have one that sticks out to you that would be the case? The obvious one is uh, is the Pietro un- unveil to me. I think because again, that's uh, this brings this brings them into uh, this brings the X Men into the MCU. Um, Fox is done with them. I don't know what phase X Men is going to be in, but but this is the start of it. Um, we know that. I mean, from the com- X-Men comics and everything, both Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are mutants. So I think so I think all that is going to come into play eventually, whether it's Phase 4 or 5. Um, that's the obvious one that sticks out, but if there's a... If there's another one, I think, too, it could be... It could be Darcy and her what her role will be um, in Thor: Love and Thunder coming up. Uh, there's some question marks there that never really get answered. I mean, is she going to control the? Is she going to control the the gateway um, to allow Jane to go to Asgard or do Asgard? Like, how is that going to come into play? I don't know. Um, it's gonna be interesting, uh, but the one that really sticks out is the Pietro one because of the everyone knowing the X Men are coming to the MCU. There's that, and then for me, I, I think it was episode eight, um, and I know I talked about it last week. It was that just that like minute and a half. You know, if if you want to understand Wanda as a character, and especially. You know, her progression. I think it. you go... The, the scene that sticks out to me is her going to S.W.O.R.D. And that it's that I can't feel you anymore line. You know, it's those two gut punches of tears. Um, like, like I said, it's, I don't, it's been a long time since I watched a movie or a show that's made me cry. And, um, you know, to understand the gravity of how she felt and the loss. And she was finally feeling all of these years of her parents and her brother dying and now you know her love and she literally came face to face with his dead you know torn apart body and then you know driving to the Westview and getting to the house and then her having that breakdown where she completely explodes with emotion and creates the hex um I think for me that scene that sticks out dude just because it it literally had like the implications of everything. You've got why she did it, how it got to that point. You know, you got her unlocking her powers. You've got um, the the vision, you know, and their story together. And God, I, I, I went back and rewatched it again. And it still, <laughs> even after knowing what I know, whatever, so not, it still tears me apart just because I think it's probably the most human, you know, that Marvel's really shown someone. You know, I feel like you get Steve Rogers, goody goody. 
Iron Man, he's this douchebag. Well, you know, um, Wanda is a character that just just suffers. Like that's all she gets is just suffering. And um, I appreciated them really giving us that moment. Doesn't change the fact that she's a horrible person for what she did. You know, <laughs> that does not justify the bad things that she's done. But you at least get some understanding. And uh, yeah. Yeah, so one last thing too. Um, I was just sort of, as you were talking, I was sort of thinking about this. With Disney basically owning everything <laughs> at this point, uh, in terms of like Star Wars, MCU, and all that, I can't help but really draw a comparison to Anakin becoming Darth Vader. Um, Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. With Scarlet Witch here, um, Wanda Maximoff to Scarlet Witch transition. Um, I feel there are a lot of similarities there. As you're saying that, you said it, she suffers. And it led me to think of Yoda's line. It's it's the pain. Pain leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Suffering leads to the dark side. It was that last one. Suffering leads to the dark side. And that's hey, what has happened. There's our crossover. It's why it's Wanda goes to Star Wars, <laughs> she, and she joins Darth. She joins Darth Vader. Yeah, it. That's an amazing comparison. You just blew my mind. Yeah, that literally is the. That's the "I hate you" line from Anakin, in Episode Three. You know yes. where like he just completely embraces the hate, <laughs> and, yeah. and and everything that you know everything hits him at that moment where he's like. If nothing else happens to me, I'm gonna freaking kill Obi-Wan Kenobi. And yeah, that's definitely her moment where she's like, I, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. You know, which again, we can all relate to. That's such a human thing. You know, we've all had those moments where it's like, what's not one bad thing? It's not two bad things. It's three, it's four, it's five. And the shit piles on. And you know, not many people. I don't. I'm certainly not capable of dealing with that much at one time. But man, when it does hit you, it's gonna suck. And you, you saw her moment. Yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah, I feel that's. I I don't know. I'm why I'm in. It just thought. It just hit me that that is probably the best comparison I can think of. Um, but also maybe that she is going to be the next powerful villain as well. Um, which would be interesting to see, or we're gonna see like some X Men, uh, X Men Avengers crossover, but which we will. That may be what it takes. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to see what this phase brings. Um, again, WandaVision kicked off episode or episode four. I had Star Wars in my mind. Uh, phase four and. Uh, now everything comes back. We got Falcon Winter Soldier coming out within the next week or two. And everything's just going to, the dominoes are falling for phase four and excited. And we'll see what, uh, see if Marvel can outdo themselves again. If, uh, if Black Widow stays in its theater slot, we get uh, the behind the scenes on WandaVision next week, I think. And then I think the week after that, you get Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then I think you get six, you get six episodes of that. And then when that show ends, 
you go right into Black Widow, like the week after that. So our string of Marvel, we went a year of without the drug that is Marvel and a year plus, and now, you know, we get like five months of Marvel shows and um, God, please let Black Widow stick. Plus, I think we get Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3 this year too. Um, you know, uh, we're getting Shang Chi. Yeah, we're getting Shang Chi. We're getting Loki. Um, which God, that's good. Even that, like, that's gonna be amazing. Oh my God, Tom Hiddleston. Yes, please. Um, yep. You know, yeah. This is what WandaVision. To your point, has started Phase Four, and man, like, we it you know in a weird way, the pandemic happening. I almost think was like the right, like a good thing. Not that it was a good thing for like you know like the real world, but from like strictly like this nerd idea that Endgame ended and then you know Far From Home came and you know I think we all needed a break you know that like cigarette after like a long night of like getting busy and I think that's what this was this was like us taking a break from it and being like okay cool let's recharge the batteries let's process everything that just went down and now man I'm just I'm as fired up as ever for the MCU. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And uh, yeah, thanks uh, thanks for joining us and listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our recaps of WandaVision as well as our full season series recap. Uh, join us next week for, uh, I think we have a very fun one lined up, a uh, fun topic. So uh, join us next week. As always, I'm Eric Weirda with Jordan Angie. Bye, guys.